Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Are you sitting comfortably? As comfortably as I can, yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We hope everyone else is sitting comfortably. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is a weirdy episode. Yeah. Um... Because we're stuck indoors with the COVIDs. We've got the trendy Rona. We've got the COVIDs. Well, for me, this is this is second time around. I had it a month ago. But Who else has had COVID twice in one month? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there, though. Let us know. Yeah. Um, so we haven't been able to do singing things. No. Because, as you can probably hear, Alice's voice is not... Not great. Not great. This is the best it's been for days. Yeah. Like you can speak today. I can speak. The, um, the episode we were going to do also involved, as I said, it was going to be a special episode because... Otherwise Don't tell them why, because we're still going to do I'm it. I'm just saying, it, we can, it couldn't go ahead. It, it will go, go ahead. ahead. But yeah, the main the main thing is, I can't sing. You couldn't sing before either. No, I mean, I struggle now. Yeah, so... Um, but we thought we'd put something out because, obviously, we're stuck in together and... We are stuck in together. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, this way, if... You just need to sort of sit there and respond and go, eh, then that's what will happen. <laughs> okay, I will make that noise after every single thing you say. Okay, is that going to be a positive or a negative thing? Because I feel like we should have one of each. <laughs> again, that's, is that a positive or not? I don't know. I need, I need a read on you and I don't know what to, what to look for. <laughs> <laughs> I, think maybe, I think maybe we'd go with something else. No, I, 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 can, now, I can now speak, without, now speak without, yeah. without pain, so that's good. Um, yeah, firstly, anyone else get blisters down their throat with COVID? I mean, it's not something that anyone warned me about. No, I've not heard of that one. That's <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, you... you I enjoy being different. Very, yeah. Yeah, you, you really got it bad there. Uh, I mean, I know lots of other ways people got it substantially oh worse. Oh, God, yeah, no, But, no. yeah, considering how late on you finally caught it... Yeah. It's really weird, and... Actually, we, we have both been sort of lucky in that. Regard, yeah, suppose, well, if it wasn't the for the if it wasn't for my throat, I literally would have been probably just a bit tired. That yeah. Been it. Um, anyway, sorry, going into personal details, but yeah. True. True. It's a it's it's a weird one. It's so weird, isn't it? It is weird. Um, yeah, but you know we're on the mend, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still stuck in as of we're not sure. We're, because, we're halfway through the isolation right now, probably. Yeah, unless we start testing negative, which we're not. Uh, but yeah, we thought we'd put something out because absolutely because we can. Uh, it's the right day. We yeah, we should have put something out that we should, we should yeah. have done like twelve hours ago. But realistically, <laughs> like we, we couldn't record this yesterday. No, because you were making you were just in pain and making strange, very faint noises. So <laughs> there was no chance of us <laughs> be able to get something recorded. So apologies for the delay. But um, so today, because obviously. Um, I'm not there vocally, uh, Vince. You've got you're some not very st- verbose today. You've you've got some stories, haven't you? I have got stories because I started collecting a few more stories way back when in the beginning. In the beginning. So instead of being the ghost gig today, are we are just the ghost? Yes. <laughs> there is no gig. <laughs> there there cannot be a gig. Um, there will be gigs in future. There will episodes, be episodes, of course. I mean, well, I could, we could pick up a guitar and like wheeze along to something. Let's not do that. No. We should do a Weezer cover. No. We should have thought of that in advance. So there's no uh, there's no film review today. It's just uh, we're just going to hear yeah. some. Yeah, nice we have watched films. Story. We can't write a song yeah. about it. So yeah, that th- it will happen. You will hear about yeah. our our exploits. Think of this as like a, a mini locked in COVID episode. Absolutely, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are probably stuck inside, same as us, or have already been. So. Yeah. So in fact, realistically, I think we're kind of late to the party. Absolutely. To be honest. Yeah. Um. And not like cool late either, like we're the kind of late to the party, like it's kind of dying down now, people have started to go home and, you know, collect their things, 
we're just going to stand by the fridge and it's really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> just long enough so that we feel like it's justified us travelling there, but hopefully not so long that the hosts kind of want us to go away, please, because they want to go to okay. bed. I feel, I feel like this kind of... This is not a window into my past, I promise. Okay, I feel like, yeah, I think they can No, I was always cool. I was always at the party at the right time. <clears throat> Do you want to read the stories? I would actually like to read some stories, okay. yeah. Because I collected a load of extra ones about Cornwall that Brilliant. I didn't get through last time. Brilliant. And I'm not sure how many we'll get through today, but, you know, we could we could try. And maybe we record some extras and then there's some in the bank for if this happens next time. I don't know. Well, <laughs> please don't say that. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't want it to happen either. No. No more, no more throat mangy for you. No. Um, but morbid isn't more... Mr. Smug, no symptoms over there. <laughs> not no symptoms, but very few. Yeah. Very few. Um, but more medicinal ice cream will happen for you after this, and you should be able to retain some speech. Thank you. We should have brought the ice cream with us. This <laughs> is munch ice cream. Just every, every, like, every few sentences, you just hear... <laughs> you know, as we, as we jump through uh, a tub of ice cream. <laughs> that sounds so much more depressing than it actually oh. is. Well, you know, we got I, each other. Hopefully, we'll be, we got we, we got have. Netflix. And hopefully, we'll we got be out Amazon. Soon. We'll be yeah, all right. We're lucky. We're lucky. Yeah. Um, go for it then. Yeah, let's do some stories. Let's do some stories. Are you sitting comfortably? Ish. <laughs> well, I'm still going to begin. Okay. So down at Land's End, it's quite common to hear bell noises, bell chimes, we should uh-huh. call them. Numerous reasons for this, and as you can imagine, people came out with some quite crazy explanations over the periods of time. Noises coming in from the sea is actually quite a thing around all coastlines, especially where there's large coves and rock formations and things. So Wales also has lots of stories like this. Ireland, I imagine, does too. I didn't come across any, but I'm quite sure they exist. Cornwall being, you know, mostly coastline and then rocky inland, windy bits, has lots of strange noises. There is a graveyard near Land's End where the sound of bells can often be heard. Land's End is in Cornwall. Land's End is at the very tip of Cornwall. <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know I knew the it was UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are people here. There though. are, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Land's End, as its name implies, is the kind end. of the yeah. very southwest of the UK. It is yeah. the very tip of a very long pointy peninsula, uh-huh. of which Cornwall is about half of. Okay. Sailors used to think it was the sound of a ship's bell that sunk. Okay. It is also speculated... And the, the, we stray into legend quite quickly here, as it tends to in Cornwall. I like legend. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're firmly in the legend territory uh-huh. for today. Um, that it's actually from a church bell that has sunk. A sunken so, church. A sunken church of a sunken village, of a sunken region. Mm-hmm. There is the legend of Leoness, which you're probably saying wrong. Um, but it's a land which they speculate existed. Well, they don't speculate. They not being people who, you know, prove things. But nonetheless, speculated to exist between western coast of Cornwall, so current Land's End, and the Isles of Scilly, which is further out into the channel, into, well, not the channel, the Atlantic, actually. This is supposed to have been submerged by water. And then the evidence for this was that, well, you can hear the sunken church bell ringing. This is what fishermen would hear when they're out at sea. Mm-hmm. So this is what they decided must be the case. There's some clever fish down there. There are some clever fish. (laughs) The story of it sinking, though, is quite strange, but thought to have been maybe a tsunami or something like that. There was was one man who survived the tragedy uh, because he, by a stroke of luck, was out hunting. Upon hearing the noise of the surge of water, he rode east on his horse, which a white horse, um, towards what we now know as Land's End. It wouldn't have been Land's End at the time. Um, As he escaped, his horse lost its shoe 
The survivors' descendants used the symbol of three horseshoes on a white horse, or and a white horse, as their family crest as they thought he was descendants. Over the years, the tale got enriched and enhanced by fishermen, because they also claimed to discover things like old rubble in the water, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's not the only mysterious sound, though, as I alluded to earlier. Just north of Land's End, I mean, a part of a mile north, a different cove. Senin Cove. Microsoft Company or something. Senin Cove. (laughs) Probably, again, being Senin. No, it's much cooler than that. (laughs) Much more pretty. Um, Actually, seriously, it is very pretty. If you want to Google image it, it is stunning looking. But on a beautiful, clear day, a mist descended on this cove. Accompanied by a very heavy fog. Not unusual, you know, far southwest. But the fog was accompanied by a mysterious whooping sound that was carried over the sea. Is that you? No. <laughs> it was thought that it was the it warned of oncoming storms. Now you are very far, you're about as far southwest in the UK as you can be, mm-hmm. yeah, except well, on the mainland anyway. So incoming storms is definitely something people wanted to be aware of. So why would a whooping sound mean storm? It would feasibly be the sound waves bouncing off of the walls of the cone in such a way. Okay. If you've been to... Before they developed radar, they had a method of trying to hear mm-hmm. planes coming from far away. Acoustically, they built these massive concrete sound reflectors. If you stood in the right spot, you could hear sound from planes from a long way off. It's kind of the same kind of idea, but naturally forming. That's the sort of thinking. But anyway, the locals realised this is, this is the sound of storms out to sea. You can't see it, but they're out there. There is a record of two experienced, fish, experienced fishermen who went out to sea um, during these sounds. And... Um, just to ignore the warning, and they were never seen again. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to come inland for a bit now, because, you know, there are many stories of the sea. We can come back to stories of the sea anywhere in the world, really. And Absolutely. They're, they're, they're amazing. <clears throat> but I'm going to bring you a bit closer to home now, because... Okay. Ow. I'm going to talk about Coteal. Oh, Coteal, yeah. Coteal, yeah. I don't think I talked about this last time we did our... No, you didn't. I think I, it was in my list of, like, to do next time. Yeah. Um, so I didn't quite get it in last time. Can I just tell the quite sweet story that um, Vince and I um, both have a connection to, to Cotil because uh, Vince is from this area originally and I always used to go on holiday there and we used to visit there when I was a child, Cotil, the house and the gardens and it turns out that Vince's nan used to work in the tea shop, was it? No, she ran the gift shop ran the for gift shop. many years. So we probably came into contact with each other. Absolutely. Um, which is quite sweet and then obviously Vince and I meet years and years later in Kent. Yeah, <laughs> a different peninsula. Yeah, so that's what it said. It's quite a sweet story about that. Yeah, but, but yes, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. you probably did meet my nana. Yeah, when you were a child, yes, buying probably did. silly odds and sods from the shop. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a, it's a really nice place. It's a really it's I, I got some a bit a few notes here. It's constructed between 1485 and 1687, and it, little has changed in it over time. They redeveloped it, you know, over that period. But actually, once they finished it, they kind of left it as is. Um, it was the home of the Edgecombe family. It has, it's, it's a nice big manor house, as you and I have seen. Inside it has, like, nice rich tapestries, works of art, four-post beds, all those sorts of lovely things. Um, because it was a, a rich family, basically. They were, the, I think they were traders. I don't actually know that much about their history. They also have a really nice garden there. This is not a product placement thing for National Trust. <laughs> um, it's just not. It's a beautiful place. Um, there's also very importantly the quay down on the River Tamar is part of the estate and it's very important because you can get good ice cream down there okay, very important good. when you're a, when you're a child visiting you've got to have ice cream you're in Cornwall go Cornish ice cream of course eat Cornish ice cream everyone yeah 
<sighs> Actually, already got the sore throat. Fancy some ice cream. Yeah, ours is not commercial ice cream. Ours is bog standard supermarket ice cream, but yeah, yeah. it does do the job. Anyway, <laughs> so many visitors actually comment on like the distinctive fragrance that you get as you go through some of the house. Ooh. Well, I know, I know. No, but I know this. This is like when I went around Ham House. Where's Ham House? That's um, oh, it's sort of London area. Mm-hmm. Um. This is the story I've told you. So, so Ham House is a haunted. I think it's London area. Um, I went when I was a teenager, and sorry, this is your story, but very good. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Walking up the stairs, I was there with my mum and my godmother, and um, there was a very strong smell of roses. And the tour guide stopped the tour and said, um, "Wait, wait, who can smell roses?" And about half the group put their hand up. And went, That's the scent of the, you know, previous lady of the house, and. You'd say, okay, they pipe the smell in, but then only half of us could smell it, which was strange. Mm. Not everyone could smell it. Sorry. That is strange. Continue. I mean, I say strange, but I mean, my nose sometimes switches off. So me not going to smell yeah, things for, for several days at a row, I just can't smell anything. I know, but your, so, your nose but is I'm weird. Unusual. Yeah, that's true. Um, but a similar thing does happen in Coteal. Yeah. There's this floral scent, very distinctive. Now, obviously, sometimes of the year, the garden is very beautiful, and it is a flower garden. This makes some sense. So they're blooming, but this happens during the winter and other times of year when the flowers are definitely not blooming. Um, it's oftentimes actually accompanied by plaintive music as well. Ooh. And occasionally a hazy and indistinct figures glide around the house. Now that's not very easily explained, is it? Well, it's a bit more visceral than flower scent, which yeah. half people may or may not smell. Uh, if you do visit, don't be alarmed if you're accompanied by a young girl with long hair and a white flimsy dress. Visitors who have no prior knowledge of this girl um, encounter her uh, completely un- unaware that she's a ghost. She just joins the tour sometimes. Oh, God, that's creepy. In the past, <clears throat> I do think it's quite nice. I didn't hear this from my nana, but she would probably yeah. cooperate this. Um, in the past, staff were known to just answer such inquiries with a really shrug of the shoulders and a, and a reassuring reply of, oh, don't worry, you just must have seen the ghost. There's this girl, I mean, in a white flimsy dress, so presumably she doesn't look of the time. She doesn't she's look... She's not see-through or anything like that. No, but no she's she not look... dressed how tourists yeah, dress. Yeah, so no. she must stick out a little bit, surely. Yeah, I think I'd imagine so. And if it's yeah, a little girl... Yeah, she just sort of walks around with the tour group sometimes. Yeah, you might sort of think, whose kid is so that? She's standing next to her, and like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, she's been seen a lot in the past by the servants when it was still a functioning manor house as well. They used, they used to talk about a girl in a white dress. Uh, she'd be seen in certain rooms, although her identity still remain, remains a mystery. Nice. Mm. I need to ask my nana about this. Yeah, do. I wonder if she ever saw her. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You should ask her. Yeah, I shall. Okay. We're going to shift location again. We're going to be a little, little bit more coastal. We're going to go to St. Michael's Mount. I don't know this place. You don't know. So, St. Michael's Mount... Um, is on the coast. It's accessible only via a, speed, a sea sprayed causeway. Ooh. It's a rocky outcrop. Like kind of the thing in the woman in black. That yes. kind of thing. Yes, that kind of thing. Which we are yep. still going to see. We are. Eventually we will see it. <laughs> we are yeah. seeing it. So it's accessible via a causeway. It's got a long and varied history. It's been used as a church, as a priory. It's got a castle on top of it as well. It dates from the 12th century. And it's been a private home of the Auburn family since 1659. Tradition holds, actually, that this island um, was at one point the eastern border of the lost land of Lyonese. This submerged land that I talked about earlier. Oh, sorry. Tying that together. Yes, yes. This was supposed to be the border between the two lands, which reflects actually what happens 
on a companion rock also called Mont Saint-Michel on the southern side of the English Channel, uh-huh. which divides Normandy and Brittany. Uh-huh. It is on their border. And it does exactly the same kind of setup by accident, realistically, because it's a rocky outcrop, accessible via a causeway, monastery. It looks very similar. Very interesting. And they are companions, essentially. There are quite a lot of legends about it. It's been used for a long time. And it being Cornwall, it's only so long before someone mentions the word Arthur. Um, always, same thing happens in Brittany. When you said 12th honest. century, I was thinking Arthur and, you know. Fair enough. <clears throat> okay, well, the legend maintains that King Arthur once battled a ferocious giant on this shoreline. But there is actually another story of another mythical figure which might sound a little bit more familiar to modern ears. Yeah. More familiar than King Arthur, right? More familiar. More familiar. Well, forms of him. Okay. So tales of this character swirled around the Cornish coastline for 600 years. But it wasn't until about the 18th century that um, these exploits of this particular individual became known to the national consciousness and after they were exported worldwide, actually. In his earliest incarnation, Jack was a popular folk hero who came to St. Michael's Mount to rid the, main, rid the mainland from a scourge of wild and unruly giants. Jack the Giant Killer. Exactly. He uh, actually felled a giant called Cormoran there. <laughs> Uh, in that particular story, the giant um, had been terrorising locals, stealing livestock and things. And he was supposed to be about 18 feet tall and three yards round. That's three the description yards round? Yeah. I don't... I mean, I wouldn't think about 18 feet high. Okay, so he's a, he's a huge person anyway. What is that in inches and feet? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to Google that. I mean, then we'd have to convert to metric as well. I, I don't know. He's a tall bastard. He's, yeah, like... Three, three humans tall. And these re- very round. I guess so. There's a giant, anyway. Giants in sort of, lots of folklore seem to be very varied in size. There was, um, well, I lived in Callington, if anyone knows Cornwall. And north of Callington is Hit Hill. And it's between Callington and Kelly Bray and things. And underneath the hill, I just think I remember being told in school, the hill is there because it's got a giant buried underneath it. Uh-huh. And the townsfolk at one point in the past, um, tricked him and he fell asleep and they covered him in ground and he's still there now but this giant would have been you know a mile tall so different species who knows who knows different kinds of giant different strains (laughs) perhaps yeah (laughs) different variants (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway this the original telling of Jack anyway this particular Jack the giant killer um Jack defeated this particular giant by swimming over to the mount and dug a deep pit. He covered that with bracken and sticks and earth. Uh, he waited till the break of dawn, then blew loudly on his horn. The giant raced angrily across towards him, thundering as he came. And wait for this. This is this is this is actually the line that I have found in the source. You saucy villain! You shall pay dearly for breaking my rest. I shall broil you for my breakfast. Broil. It's the grill on the oven. <laughs> Americans call that a broiler they don't call it a grill a broiler broiler yeah I'm not sure about that well this giant anyway that, that, bit, that bit actually is real I know can we I, call this episode you saucy villain we could we could <laughs> mini episode 13a you saucy villain <laughs> get people perhaps <laughs> it would I don't know well anyway so this giant just fell but he falls into this trap and then, because um, he's classy, Jack finishes off by striking a pick- pickaxe into his skull. Because he's classy. Yeah. Uh, he was sent a belt 
and a sword by the Justices of Cornwall for slaying a giant, supposedly. But actually, Jack's adventures continue after this, and they get elaborated on. They are the, the perhaps the acorn of various other stories which you might be familiar with. En route to Wales, he killed two more giants who wished to avenge their, their comrade's death. He joined the round table. So the story continues, and, and echoes of it might be familiar to other more recent stories. So, later became a devoted servant of King Arthur's son, and while seeking food for his hungry master, tricked another giant into giving him four magical possessions. A sword that could cut through anything, Uh a coat that rendered him invisible, a cap making him all-knowing, and a pair of shoes that made him able to outrun anything. The invisibility cloak in Harry Potter. Yes. There are various other things, which this sort of pattern of four gifts from a stranger, that comes around in lots of different parts of the world in there. In folk stories. Yeah. So this is this is the one of the starting points, certainly in far western Europe of it. And in this particular version of the story, once he's suitably armed, he's able to lift the spell of an evil magician. Um, his most famous encounter, Arthur sent him off to Wales, as I said earlier, to go and kill as many giants who were terrorising Wales. It sounds like they're terrorising actual whales in the sea. No, no, no. <laughs> he was set against this particular two-headed giant called Thundal. 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 It's in this story that the giant was unable to see Jack because he had the invisibility cloak. He could, however, smell his prey. And thus, it was from Thundal's lips that came the most famous phrase, fee fi fo fum ah. I smell the blood of an Englishman. <clears throat> be him alive or be him dead, I'll grind his bones to, to break my bread. bread. So that's quite a common phrase, certainly yes. in English-speaking fairy tales. Although, curiously, if he was Cornish to begin with, should he be Englishman? Because Cornwall was not part of England that is for a centuries. Very good point. It didn't really become. They, they didn't even start speaking English in Cornwall till like the 19th century. I did I did a run of Panto a few years ago for Jack and the Beanstalk, and mm-hmm. those words were in there. Absolutely. They are well known to basically yeah. anyone who goes to the. We didn't do, all, we didn't do all this stuff though, in the, in the, it was all quite simple. There wasn't any of this. Well, that's <laughs> fine. That's okay. But yeah, no, it should have been Cornish, shouldn't it? If it was originally Cornish. At this point. Did you learn it in Cornish, Vince? No. God. <laughs> oh, this no, is I all didn't. For nothing. And if I had done, I wouldn't be willing to butcher it and put the, the evidence on the internet. <laughs> well, that's just selfish. I know, I know. Well, I'm going to continue our stories, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go a bit more close to home. I'm going to go to the pubs. Oh yes, because we because we can't go to the pubs. We can't go to the pubs. We can't go anywhere. I mean, you know, I ventured out a couple of years ago to take the bin out. <gasps> no one saw you. Oh, it was, it was gripping. Nail biting. It was. We've oh. got someone dropping off shopping later. We can't wait. <laughs> oh, so it's excited. rations. They're so excited. <laughs> Toilet roll and bread. No, no, no! Don't forget the toothpaste. <gasps> toothpaste. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, pubs, 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 pubs. pubs, pubs are a thing. Uh, I did read. There's a brief story about. Um, uh, a pub called the Three Pilchards in Polpero, which is on the south coast. That's a great name for a pub. It is. It's actually called that because there used to be three like pilchard um, factories nearby. Cornwall is famous for pilchards, so uh, doesn't know that, which are now renamed as Cornish sardines, but most of the time being called pilchards. I bet that area smelled amazing. Three <laughs> pilchard factories. It was supposed to have had the best pilchards in the world. It, actually, it was um, um, some Italian brothers who travelled to Polpero to try and source pilchards to send back to Italy at one point. Okay. You go where the freshest things are, I suppose. You do indeed. And they stayed at um, at the Three Pilchards pub. Um, 
I suppose there'd actually be a ghost on the second floor in that place as well. Cause, Is it the ghost of a pilchard? No. <laughs> uh, from what we know, pilchards and other fish don't tend to create ghosts. But um, if you know of anything, please let us know. Uh, upstairs there is, um, you can still sometimes hear apparently, um, the ruckus caused by uh, an intoxicated landlord strangling his wife. Oh. This is on like the second floor, so I don't really think you're going to go in there by accident. You would be staying there. Yeah. And I imagine at that point you're going to leave a pretty bad TripAdvisor review. Oh, yeah, you would, yeah. But um, there we go. But I'm also now going to tell you about supposedly Cornwall's most haunted inn. Yes, please. Again, this is somewhere that still exists. You can visit it. Um, maybe we should. Maybe we should. It's actually relatively easy to get to, mm-hmm. which is quite nice. It's unusual for Cornwall because yeah. Cornwall's pretty remote. It is indeed. Um, but yeah, this is called. Uh, it's actually called the Jamaica Inn. It still exists. It's um, the oldest parts of it date back to only like the 18th century, which for the UK is pretty pretty young. Originally, it catered for travellers on the road between Bodmin and Launceston. Uh, in right now, it's actually off the A30 as it crosses Bodmin Moor, so you can still visit the Jamaica Inn. You can see it from the dual carriageway. <laughs> uh, the name Jamaica Inn came from the local Trelawney family. Uh, they were important landowners in the area. Uh, two of their members actually served as governors of Jamaica in the 18th century. Uh-huh. Mm. The surrounding countryside was, and to be honest, still is, wild, rugged and remote. Very yeah, much, pretty very much, much yeah. so. Um, and the inn would give shelter to travellers who were crossing the bleak and windswept sedges of Bodmin Moor, as it probably still does, to be honest. But they, <laughs> it's also quite popular with smugglers in the past as well. It was quite notorious for smuggling, um, as lots of cool wars, but it was on the main road, away from authorities. It was quite a good um, point to pick up and drop off things from, from the rest of the coast of Cornwall to send it up to the rest of the mainland. So tea, tobacco, and all the normal things, sugar, uh-huh. lots of important stuff. Lots of stuff from Jamaica, to be honest, but not exclusively. There are several ghosts who are said to wander within and around the Jamaicas in old interior as well. Phantom foot footsteps have been heard plodding around corridors at the dead of night. That's a pretty standard issue at these points, but you know. Uh, there's also quite commonly the sound of horses' hooves sometimes clatter on the outside courtyard in the early hours. Witnesses are woken by the phantom hoofbeats, part of the curtains and investigate to see nothing. That's the smugglers coming in to trade. Well, it would have been a coach. Stop. Yeah. So actually, that would be completely normal. The murmur of agitated conversation in some foreign or forgotten dialect has also been heard in darker corners of the empty rooms. Which is quite exciting. Yeah. So uh, the older spectre is supposed to be a wayfarer. He set down his half-full, half-full drunken tankard and went out into the night um, when he was called outside and was never seen again. Uh, the next morning, his lifeless corpse was found on board no more. His identity and that of his assailant remains a mystery to this day. This ghost has appeared many times, and it has a particular attraction to a particular wall in front of the inn. He has often been seen sitting, silent and motionless. Uh, he doesn't respond to greetings when people ask him questions. He plays oblivious to those who pass by him, and after a few moments of glazing nonchalantly into space, slowly dissolves into nothingness. I choose to believe he's just tutting at the A30 at this point. Probably. Because he probably is. I would love to see. I would so love to see that. I don't think that would even scare me that much if he was just. Doesn't sound like he's doing it. He's just sort of stuck there. It would just be an amazing thing to actually see, wouldn't it? I reckon it probably would be. But it looks like you can, if you were to Google search this pub right now, it does still look lovely. Yeah. You know, you would look at it and go, "Hmm, yeah, that's there." I wonder if it's on Airbnb. I don't think it's Airbnb. It's probably on Booking. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. <clears throat> so that, that's that's the sort of the next delve into Cornwall that made sense for today, I think. Lovely. 
Well, thank you. That's all right. I thought I should entertain you at least yeah. a bit. And maybe some people who are listening, if anyone is still listening. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, if this is of the first episode of ours you've listened to, this is not the normal format. Um, we're normally far more lively and we normally... Uh, we normally some... spend half our time talking about some silly film or other. Yeah, and, and, and uh, giving you original songs. Yes, so, we've sung songs about it. Yeah. We'll do that again. Uh, we will do that again. Um I also wanted to say uh, on Instagram, we've had quite a few lovely messages from people wishing us well and comments and stuff. So thank you. Yes, to thank people. you. Especially so, when we both felt substantially more under the weather yeah, today. It was yeah. a great it's really It's really lovely. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I think... Um, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. We're on Twitter now, aren't we? We are. We are on Twitter, so you're right. Give us a follow. I, again, like TikTok, I wasn't... TikTok I've given up with for now, but Twitter, I sort of know how it works, but I've never really used it. So I'm kind of getting my head around it, but obviously the past few days I've been too kind of uh, brain dead to do anything. But now that well, that's a film we should watch. Brain dead. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, we will watch Brain Dead at some point. Yeah. If you use Twitter, give us a give us a follow, um, and I will be using it. There's not much on there we, yet. Yeah, we will be using but it. But I will be. I will yeah. be adding to it um, now that I'm feeling a bit more myself, and not sort of just on the sofa dribbling as I have been. Well, yeah, you definitely have become one with the sofa, but out of necessity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- thank you for people who have got in contact um, and wished us well. We are getting there. And, excuse me. <coughs> we're not sure where there is, but wherever it is, we're When the we're test is negative, you can okay. come out. Oh, that'd be good. <coughs> All right. They already know. All right. Um, yeah, so just thought we'd do a... a a shorter episode, just to just to something. Particular ears. Yeah. <coughs> and probably, that's probably why Alice hasn't been talking too much this episode, and you've been stuck with my dulcet tones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope, hope you found that interesting. I certainly have. Yeah, I'm you. glad. I'm glad. We have got a really cool episode coming up. We have actually when, the next. Yeah, the, the next, next two are going to be are great. Quite exciting. So I'm, basically, I'm we've really done. Have to put off. We've done all that we can that doesn't involve singing and talking. So. We just need to kind of get back to full strength and then they'll be out, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks. Some negative tests and some tonsils that don't burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did back ourselves into a corner a bit here. We're doing the, let's sing some song reviews and yeah. sing some film reviews. That'd be clever. Um, yeah, so hope everyone's okay. If you are stuck inside as well, you have our sympathies. Um, I mean, keep, you had them anyway. Yeah, but, but <laughs> even more now. Keep yourself safe, keep yourselves warm and... Yeah, look after yourselves, guys. Yeah. And see you on the other side. See you on the other side. We're going to go and eat some ice cream. We are. Um, thank you very much for listening. Oh, and uh, please do give us a share and uh, email us, you know, give us your stories, give us your film recommendations. We really love hearing from people. We do. And do tell people about the podcast as well, because um, we obviously we are really keen to grow and reach more people. So please, please do. Um, if you have time, just give us a bit of a share and tell your friends. And your family, if you like your family. I mean, is it either or, or is it both? Oh, yeah, but you can do both. Okay, that's all right then. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and thank you, Vince, for finding those stories and entertaining me. Thank you for not running away. I can't go anywhere. It's illegal for me to leave. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being legally required to stay in my flat. (laughs) Well, on that note... (laughs) Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.